Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Treehouse, episode 65. San Badino Squares with Danny Baker and me, Louise Pepper. Yes, it is. And uh, that's the last time, of course, Louise's name gets said properly because it is Louise Napoleon Pepper, the grand granddaughter of Ho Chi Minh and whose mother is the Queen of Thailand. Thank you. <laughs> I tempted to wrap the show up there. That's plenty of entertainment as far as I'm concerned. Now, look, you see, normally we get straight into the show. If you listen to the uh, uh, previous 64, uh, then uh, 61 of which are free. So no belly aching. Uh, and thank you, of course. <laughs> I do tend to take the whip and the chair when I walk into this arena. Um, uh, we normally, of course, get straight into the show. But uh, uh, Louise's uh, uh, son started school for the first time yesterday. Oh, Ron, this is a good story, I'm sure. Uh, and it was the very first day, and uh, I, I want to know how it went, Louise. Um, the pretty good to start the day, and it was a normal day, and we kept saying we're going to school later. Yes, we're going to school. Did you sleep school. much the night before? Did oh, you sleep did, much the night? Danny, before? I cried every day this week. I was <laughs> oh, such so a wreck. Yeah, well, such uh, a wreck. First mm-hmm. child, only child, etc. No, no. And it was all fine until we came to leave the house, and he suddenly right. wigged out about wearing a tie. Did it? Well, quite right. His dad never wears a tie. Quite right. Yeah. Seen one in his life. I had to try and explain. <laughs> Like, what is the point of a tie? He's looking at me going, it's summer. Why am I wearing a little scarf all day? It makes all the other children will have him. one. And of course, when we got to the school, the first child we see is a little girl who isn't yeah. wearing one. So they look skunk eye about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then, of course, I'd forgotten that the teacher would be wearing a visor. Yeah. So that was all a bit... That's just nuts, ain't it? That's it's just... all a bit mad. What we were saved by, Wilbur has a great fascination for builders and building works, is that a man was fixing the roof. And while he was telling his teacher about fixing the roof, he went, right, come with me in the classroom. Well, that's what you should say about the, just say about the teacher. Just say he, he, he's teaching welding today. He'll get yes. around to oh, no, he could. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, uh, he could. Uh, I've got to, uh, I'm, and, uh, and here we are, because uh, if this is your first time hearing the show, we're nothing but not up-to-the-minute topical with the hot-button issues you can read uh, everywhere else on the internet. Uh, I, I just don't think that school uniforms should be brought in until you're 11. I mean, I went to our school. You weren't any old parent until you went to secondary school. And even then, I've got to say, there was a fast and loose approach to uh, our school uniform. Oh, no. Uh, well, this is very formal. He's got to yeah. wear a, a shirt. Oh, it's, it's an ordinary primary school. You know, we're not private school or anything. I know. But he, it's a button shirt. That's the other oh. thing he looked at me. Buttons. By the time they get him ready for PE, PE will be over because asking him to get himself undressed and redressed is, is impossible. I, I often feel, you know, uh, uh, and I, I, I uh, uh, 
I've no beef one way or the other here, but when you see kids in the royal family dressed like their little bank managers, they might as well paint a little moustache on them as well. Don't dress a little kid like that. Pantaloons and those things that look like the, you know, Venetian guard wears. And they parade them out there and pale blue and these poor little kids. And exactly the message I send out to schools. Don't make a five-year-old put a tie on. Don't want to upset the school just as he started. So I, would, I will. I, would. Draw. I bet all the teachers agree with it as well. I bet they do. But nobody knows. It, it'll be the king's new clothes, if you like. So there it is. We will keep across that. Uh, my, my daughter is a, a teacher, and she's in the last couple of days, so she's the other end of the scale. But mm. uh, uh, as I say, there's much to discuss, and we rarely, rarely uh, don't start the show bang like a British Rail timetable. Actually, that's probably quite true. Uh, so uh, uh, having spent time. Uh, catching up with a uh, little Wilbur there. I'll just tell you, so here's something, and, uh, and this was just a one-line thing I saw. Uh, in 1894, in uh, New York, 12,000 tailors went on strike to protest mass production and sweatshop. A tailor's strike. <laughs> it would go unnoticed today while we're talking about <laughs> Apart from making miniature ties, I think tailors, you know, like uh, these days I understand in Canada, unemployed lumberjacks sit around sawing the legs off chairs because they've got nothing to do. Have you ever had anything made bespoke? Have you oh, ever yeah, been to a tailor? Uh, uh, and uh, several um, uh, charity shops around here probably get the fruit of that. When I used to do a lot of telly, uh, I, I had Tommy Nutter suits made. Uh, not because I'm a coxcomb, because the BBC would pay for it. And ITV, they would take you out. Pick what you want, see what looks good on there. 25 of those shirts, why not? You felt like Ringo Star Wars. And, and does it feel different? No. No, uh, in one of my books, there's a, in one of my books, there is a, a lengthy chapter almost on how I nearly died on there because the suit was so heavy. It was like oh, chain yes, mail. It was chain mail, and that was pretty much the same time I found I was going bald as well. So even though it looks like I'm living high on the TV hog, uh, but the, the tailors went on strike, and then extraordinarily and happily, the way this show seems to get gifted. Uh, there was on exactly the same day, September the 4th, as we recall this, exactly the same day in London in 1912, there was another tailor's strike. Oh. Tailors went out on strike again. And I thought I'd find out, I thought I'd, <laughs> sounds like I'm making documentaries here on Channel 5. I thought I'd find out more. So <laughs> I went on. I went on and the first thing I found was on one of these, and I don't know if you've ever come across them online, there are some rather um, sombre and uh, a little too serious uh, sort of uh, semi-communist blogs out there. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yes, there are. There's some people who take every event very, very seriously and can, you know, they like to hash it around. Uh, and I went, and the very first time I saw it, said London 1912 uh, Taylors. Oh, I'll have a look at that. And it was this really spartist site. And, it, and it's obviously been up there eight years. Uh, because this entry began, and I promise you, I wrote it out word for word, <clears throat> and I'll try and do the push the jaw out and uh, uh, you know address the comrades. He says, this is how it started. While much attention will doubtless be directed towards the expensive 2012 Olympic Games farce, 2012 should really be marked by far more important events, the 100th anniversary of the epic strike of London tailors. <laughs> Lots of luck with it. Stop, everyone! Don't get the uplifting opening ceremony. Yeah, uh, this uh, distraction of these uh, Olympic Games, when really we should all be talking about the 1912 Taylor strike. <laughs> and the terrible thing is, they probably gather around a, a pub table and do that. 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to look up the 100 metres final because I want to talk to you about the 1912 Taylor's strike. It probably was a catalyst for other things. But let there be light. <laughs> That's the only thing we say, let there be light. On top of that, um, we've got Barney Flaherty, uh, became the very first ever newsboy paper boy in 18- 1833. First news, you didn't have, I've asked you before, you never had a paper round, did you? No, 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 no. Gosh, no, let me I out, out in the morning. I used to help out on them. And I, I don't know if paper boys or gals are still a thing. I suspect um, not. I don't there's an advert for one in the corner of the newsagent near us. And it's, it's not a bad price. It's something like 30 quid a week. I'm like, that's not bad. No, no, no. no, no. I don't know what they deliver anymore. I mean, it's not, they don't even stand in the West End saying paper late. I can't th- I mean, twice a week going around putting, you know, the, the local local paper through your letterbox, maybe that's it. But they don't. He was 10. Barney Flatty, which was a pretty good age for a, a, a news, a, a paper boy or paper girl. In 1833, you were sent out to work anyway, so you might as well Exactly. Anyway, it was the first, uh, and um, uh, uh, now you couldn't, you know, you couldn't set the 10-year-old, walk around the estate and collecting money and doing stuff like that. Anyway, uh, uh, all he had to do to prove he was the uh, boy for the job, he had to throw a newspaper accurately from a bicycle. And that's oh, in a, used to see that in America. One. Yeah, America oh, had the proper one. Yes. Didn't they? You, you, they always sort of hit the wet part of the lawn. Yeah. Or well, the sprinkler come. comes on just that's after it. it's landed. That's it. And the dad comes out and goes, boy, one of these days. And they throw it. Hey, sorry, Mr. Johnson. That, that was the America I always wanted to live in. Not that it existed. Last thing, because otherwise the show is, you know, is, is, is going to take second seat. And it mustn't do that. Kodak. 1888. Kodak was founded. Uh, and Kodak actually filed for bankruptcy in 2012, despite Peps. In 1976, 90% of all film and 85% of all cameras in America were Kodak. Now, how is that for the modern you world? You could never, because uh, of the phone thing, you could never have possibly expected Kodak to go bust because everyone's going to need cameras. Everyone, and film, I know. And Kodak, uh, and the market leader, doesn't mean anything, Kodak, you know that. Uh, uh, what's his name, Eastman, who started it? Um, oh, uh, George Eastman. I always think he played for Arsenal. Anyway, but uh, George Eastman started it. And uh, he about this? He liked the letter K. He thought it was a strong, incisive letter. And he sat down with his mother and came up with a word that he thought, uh, he said, it was immediately euphonious to me. Kodak. Ooh, it means euphonious. nothing. Started, yeah, good, isn't it? He started Kodak. 1895, they give out the first pocket camera. Pocket camera? 1895. You could get on your penny farthing with a camera in your pocket. Uh, and uh, they, they uh, went kind of skint, but today they've been helping out making pharmaceuticals. They struggle on for the COVID-19. They were given a grant to start. I don't like a world without Kodak. No. I don't like that. I don't, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a strong Kodak. They also, um, in 2018, uh, carrying on with the brand name, how about this, perhaps? I've no idea what this means. They came up with the Kodak, Kodak coin, everyone. Kodak coin, a photographer orientated cryptocurrency. Oh, gosh. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> I have been listening to a podcast about cryptocurrency and it's <laughs> mind boggling. Yeah, well, we shouldn't be talking about cryptocurrency. What about the strike of the uh, hamburger vans in... Uh, but um, I, I've no idea. I'm genuinely no idea. I don't think anyone does. Ah, ah Bitcoin. Yes, ah, yes, that's all going on. Uh, imaginary money flying around the planet. And I'm all for that. I, I like the idea of imaginary money. But uh, Kodak tried to get some of that action as well. And that's Oh, that was are. a long... Um, we've all been in those meetings where they all sit around going, right, what can we get in on? Yeah. Uh, well, this Bitcoin thing, what is it? We don't know. Good. Good. If they don't know, nobody knows. Let's introduce the Kodak coin. 
<laughs> and just 30 or 40 years before, then 90% of cameras and, uh, and almost 100% of films was Kodak. And that, my friends, is a lesson to us all. The Treehouse, I'm happy to say, and thank you, is flourishing at the moment, but we're all a heartbeat away from being George Eastman and his Kodak. By the way, uh, Linda Eastman, Paul McCartney's Linda McCartney, she was nothing to do with him. I was going to say, is that uh, just a, um, a myth it, that yeah, she was just part of that because family? Because her name is Eastman and she was she a photographer. She was a photographer, yeah. No, it's nothing to do with Kodak at all. Her real name was uh, Linda Epstein, which is weird, oh. given Brian Epstein. Isn't that Ooh. odd? That's the real name what of the family. I don't know, uh, but uh, uh, they became Eastman, uh, but they're nothing to do with the... Um, her dad was an entertainment lawyer, looked after Tommy Dorsey and Harold Arland and uh, the Jack Lawrence, who was a big star. But when Linda McCartney was four, wrote a song for her called Linda, and it went to number one in America. How about oh. that, 1947? Is that beautiful? But what are we doing this morning, Peps? We have number one, accidental catastrophic littering. <laughs> number two, minor prizes, medals and certificates you've won. Mm -hmm. Number three, bizarre rules parents or teachers came up with. And we haven't had a lot on that. I'd have thought your I've, parents I've came up a, with... Oh, I've got good. a couple of those. I don't trust um, the audience. They can pick what they want, obviously. What's the um, others? Number four, something you wish you'd never started. <laughs> number five, uh, why were you on TV as a kid? Yeah, we've got quite a few of those. Seems everyone uh, tangentially was on TV as a kid. Uh, but uh, that one, uh, there's a late entry, the something you wish you'd never started. Now, that can be a piece of DIY indoors, an argument, or indeed anything. You just wish you'd never started. Your collection, your little collection of porcelain frogs. Do you wish you'd never started that? Oh, because that's all anyone ever gives you for the rest of your life. I know, I know, I know. My mum had a brief dalliance with teapots. And I was earning a few quid at the time, honestly. I had to back up trucks. <laughs> and, and she said, I've got nowhere to put them. I've got nowhere to put them. Until the, uh, of course, they were all destroyed by a tortoise in 1971. People may know that. Uh, what, give us something over there, Pets. What you got? Well, I'll, I'll go in with the um, TV as a kid. This is from mm -hmm. Kim Everett. In the mid-1980s, I was in a film clip that was used on the old grey whistle test. Oh. A school friend and I had gone to London to see Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It was the height of their popularity and there were slogan t-shirts as far as the eye could see. As we stood with the throng around the merchandise area, we were approached by David Hepworth and his oh. camera crew with the microphones thrust towards us. I can't remember what he asked us, but I didn't want to talk to some old bloke. <laughs> Hello, Louise Napoleon Pepper here. You're probably wondering why the show just disappeared down the internet's plug hole just then. Well, after 61 shows here, we've moved over to patreon.com in order to try and make the treehouse a full-time thing. We now offer the shows and a truckload of other psychedelic delights for less than the price of a magazine a month. We continue to spin around like Catherine wheels twice a week. So do pop on over to Patreon to see how much else we have going on. The treehouse remains a good deed in a wicked world. Our hat on the side of our head, and we hope you can continue to bounce around these magnificent branches with us. It's Patreon slash Danny Baker, and may our crazed adventures together long continue. See, I, if I'd have that done last that, line. no one would have believed me, and, and you did it in one, and I'd have been a babbling wreck. Oh, we're still recording, aren't we? Well, yeah, yeah, come, come and see us, everyone. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 